The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Pollard streaks in! Your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. What's going on, Talking Cowboys Nation? Welcome into a brand new edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, live from the Star in Frisco, Texas, in the SWBC Mm -hmm. studios. It is the offseason. We have finished up the NFC and AFC championship games. Now it's the two-week wait until the Super Bowl, and this is a a two-week period where a lot goes on. There is a lot happening in the NFL. You've got draft preparation, coaching carousels, You've got continued looks at rosters and self-reflection and a whole lot of craziness, but we're here to break it down for you here over the next 45 minutes. We've got Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Nick Harris is out at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Mobile. And we'll check in with him in a couple of minutes. In Mobile? In Mobile, yeah. Hmm. What do you think about the Senior Bowl? You like watching these practices every once in a while? No. Yeah? I kind of figure. You're not a draft guy. I'm not a draft guy. I'm Neither is Sean. Him, yeah. I mean, some years I am. It depends on the class. It depends true. on where the Cowboys are picking. Outside like, the top 20. Fa- factor in. Uh, but, yeah, this year, I don't know. I think part of it with me, too, is probably just because they didn't get a ton out of their draft class this year in terms of contributions. So when they have so many other years in the past that immediately have had guys that have helped, and I think that subconsciously has factored in with me, too. And, and I don't think that I would be alone in this. I think there's probably some other – People that follow the Cowboys or Cowboys fans that probably feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, just after, you know, your first picks, Mozzie Smith and then Luke Schoonmaker and then DeMarvion Overshow and get hurt. I mean, that's those are your premium picks that you would expect could help you right away. Mm-hmm. And to not get much from them, it just it's kind of hard to sit there and sell. Like, no, 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 but this year, like, they're going to get this guy here and this guy here and this guy here, and they're all going to help immediately. And they might. You don't know. I mean, that's the thing about the draft from year to year. It's different. But also, I think they're going to take an offensive lineman in the first round, and probably. that's not as – Sexy as maybe some other positions when they need. Oh, it's sexy, John. I was about to say, Isaiah, that might be the one where one way to get him excited about That's him. right. That's right. I need O-line. Is that Brick? Oh. It is Brick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, On the NFL Network. Our fans can't see that, though. Sorry. Sorry, man. Yeah. Got excited. I'm a little coach. Um, yeah, no, O-line is definitely sexy. Is it sexy? Yeah, yeah, you might be so, interested. I don't know You know what is sexy? sexy? You know what's sexy? Scoring points. Looking at all the teams <laughs> that were playing this past weekend, mm-hmm. all four teams had the ability to line up and just run the ball right at your face. Yeah. That's sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just saying. If we're going to go ahead and put the title of sexy on it, that is it. Sexy, the definition of sexy in football is being able to run the ball and impose your will anytime you wanted to. Yeah, I, I mean, I to a certain extent. I mean, if you win the game that way, yeah, then it is. But if you lose, I mean, the game, you would like matter. you would like to have the ability to do other things, yeah, right. But I mean, yeah. like the game of football, you should always be able to just line up and run it. And this team, this did, Cowboys team, was not able to do that at they all. They did not possess that this, this no. year. No. And it, but it, but it makes you wonder. Okay, does adding one premium offensive lineman draft pick going to change that? It might. It might. Yeah. You, you added Tyler Smith, and he he did pretty doggone well. Yeah, and he's played two positions for you. Yeah, so I think it could help and move it in the right direction. Is it going to be the be all end all solve all problem? Probably not. But does that also limit you from doing anything else? 
in no, terms I mean, of vamping the, your run game. Probably three, not. Three years ago, the Kansas City Chiefs. Three years ago, two years ago, two years ago, Kansas Kansas City Chiefs swapped out four new office linemen. Mm-hmm. They got four new office. linemen. It's going into last year, so two yeah. full seasons. Yeah, two now. seasons ago. Yeah, they got four out of five office linemen. They're brand new, right? Whether in uh, acquisitions, through free agency, or through the draft, right? And look where they are now. Mm-hmm. I hate using them as an example. Though. Okay, let's not use them then. Yeah, they're, uh, they're no. a bad example. Okay, yeah, because Baltimore, because I, I like Baltimore. I'm, How about I'm, Baltimore? Hold on, maybe we we might disagree on this. So, like, I'm of the belief that I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes turns Carolina into an instant Super Bowl contender, do mm-hmm. do but what he like elevates even a Carolina Panthers to, he would make like players on their team that right now probably people in Carolina are like, man, you get rid of this guy, you get rid of this guy. Like, he elevates everybody's play so much higher than what I think it would be with a lot of other players that it's so difficult for me to judge Kansas City because of Patrick Mahomes because he has. He, he just has the it factor. He's just so special. We're watching greatness in, in, in yep. its prime. Understood. I, I totally agree. So I just, that's the only team I don't like using. Him and Kelsey example. both. Right. I mean, and that defense. Sure. Uh, those two guys are going to get a lot of the credit, Mahomes and Kelsey, and they definitely should. They're both incredible, and they yeah, both have that it factor. But that defense is legit as yeah. well. No, that very defense good. is nasty. Great defensive coordinator, too, yeah. But you look at the other three teams that were in the conference finals. Yeah, let's talk about them. Uh, Baltimore, number one rushing yards per game this mm. year. Uh, San Francisco, number three rushing yards mm. per game this year. And Detroit, number five rushing mm. yards per game this year. So three of the top four teams in terms of the conference final fin- finish were also three of the top five teams in terms of running the football. And all those teams have good receivers and good quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Not great quarterbacks. Somewhat. Yeah, yeah. 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 Good, yeah. yeah. But they, so they can still throw the ball. Yeah. It doesn't negate their ability to be able to throw it as and well. And a good run game helps your pass game, too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I swear that's kind of the... The thing around here, when you can run the ball. Huh. But, Just for reference, Dallas finished 14th in that category, huh. rushing yards per game. It's interesting. And that might have been ballooned by some games that were out of hand and you blew out. It probably. Do you have the ability to go back and see when Dallas was ranked in the top five in rushing? Oh, they probably were within the last couple of years, I yeah, would think. I would say probably 21 or 22. Yeah. 20, yeah. 20 they weren't very good. Mm-hmm. But I bet you one of these last two years, they were. They, I thought they ran the ball pretty well. Uh, yeah, Maybe well, they didn't run it enough, but I thought they ran it well when they needed to the uh, last couple of years. They were ninth in 2022, 18th in yards per play. Um, 2021, as my Wi-Fi is very slow. By the way, they were 20th in yards per play, yards per rush this year. Mm. So they were 14th overall, but they were 20th. Bottom and what 12. was that, like four-something, four point? It was 4.01-ish. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was something like that. No. But I'm just interested because this offseason, there could be a lot of changes to the Cowboys' run game. I believe so. You know, whether you talk about adding offensive linemen in the draft, you know, running back position, I think there's going to be some new pieces there. So... And let's be honest, Mike McCarthy does want to run the ball. He's said this multiple times. I, I would think that there's going to be a lot of focus on how do they fix that? How do they get yeah. better in that area? Do you think that he gave up on that this year? To a certain extent, but I also think that to a certain extent you have to. Okay. If you if you can't just keep banging your head against the wall and be like, uh, yeah, you know, we could have won 12 games and set ourselves up for the two seed, but I want to establish a running game, which never happened, and we got a wild card and – you know, we ended up as the five seed and whatever, lost in the first round, which I guess is the same thing that still happened. But they, I think 
adjusting their offense allowed to put them in a position to be the two seed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with how they played at home, that's all you can ask for. By the way, uh, last time Dallas was in the top five in terms of rushing yards per game, 2019. So before you're Mike like, McCarthy got here. You're like 1993. Yeah, <laughs> 1976. No, it was. Uh, they were fifth, 134 yards per game. They were fifth in both uh, rushing yards per game and yards per play, uh, yards per rush, 4.8. Wow. In 2019. Pretty good. It's pretty solid. Yeah. And they were also uh, the top offense in the country that year because they were number two in passing and they were number one in total yards. Interesting. It is funny, though, because to me, this on paper was the best Cowboys team, especially with factoring in being battle tested, having gone through making Mm -hmm. playoffs, things like that. Like they were ready to roll, veteran coaching staff and all that. But it is interesting because when I go back to what, what would be the best team since then that the Cowboys have had? I go to 16 and 14, and when yep. I think of 16 and 14, it's all about like how good they were at running the football. What was the offensive line in 2019? Uh, you still had Frederick. You had you, you had just gotten rid of Leary, so it was Smith, Martin, Frederick, Connor Williams. That sounds about right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that and loss of Frederick is huge, man. Who was, who was your right tackle at that point? Lyle? No, oh, it was Lyle. It was yeah. totally Lyle. Yeah, so there's your starting five offensive line. Pretty good offensive line. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's just, decent. I just think the correlation is just crazy. Yeah, that's all. But I mean, it, I'm saying if you, it is a freak thing that happened with Travis Frederick. It and was. if you put Travis Frederick with this offensive line, just how it would elevate everything else that, so, you know, around. So, so it answers your question: Does one superstar offensive lineman change change up how this offense is really ran? You know oh, that could, Travis yeah. Frederick is a superstar. Whenever you okay. draft a guy okay. at 24 overall, yeah, you're not yeah, yeah, yeah. certain I'm saying, that If he's you're a able to go select, there, there's a solid, I don't know much about the draft, but to my it's understanding, actually a really, really it's deep in terms of offensive line, line to my understanding, yeah. okay? So whether you go in free agency, and I don't know how many guys are available, yeah. and grab a, a veteran offensive lineman, or you grab one of these young rookies who are capable, if you add an additional piece there, Yes, I believe that. And I honestly, I'm in the mindset that you need to have two because I think that you need to bring somebody in to to be the successor to, to Tyron. OK, and I also think that you if you can find an absolute dog, you double on there, I see. If you can find an absolute dog at center, OK, be honest, you know what you you know what you're going to get out of him. Right. There's I don't I'm not one to put limits on anybody, but I think that you have a great understanding as of what you can expect out of Tyler Biotish. He is a free agent, though. Yeah. I understand that. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. you have a choice to retain him or not. Yeah. But if you can find somebody that's an upgrade to that position, I would love to see you find a successor to Tyron and find a replacement for Tyler. Thank you for what you've done. You've done a good job. But I I I would like to see somebody who's bigger, more physical, more dominant at the center of your offensive line. Somebody who touches the ball every time. I want to complete just pit bull. What about when you talk about that? What about the idea that you know you bring in this young center who, I guess, I guess you could say take him in the first round, second, or whatever. You bring him in. What about the the knowledge? You know, I kind of feel like that position. There's so much going on. You have mm-hmm. to know so much about the game. Bringing in a young guy from college, the growing yeah. pains that you have to go through. I, I would much rather bring in a first round left tackle mm-hmm. and bring in a veteran center. Mm-hmm. If I had the choice. I got you. Yeah. Well, you're left tackle of the future, too, because you could either move Tyler Smith out to left tackle 
or you could keep him at guard where he's been very successful and you throw a guy out of the left tackle that you trust and then you've got those two guys for a significant amount of time and then you hope forward. that they can stay healthy and Correct. you could get at least four of them yeah i feel like asking for five is too much but at least four, four guys, guys that are going to be yeah. constantly there week after week and kind of build around that but i do like that idea though when you say about the veteran center position mm -hmm. because like i said like yeah it's great to have uh Man, I'm trying to think of who was the one that like everybody loved. Was it Tyler Linderbaum? Yeah, was he a center? Uh -huh. Yeah, like a guy like that that instantly yeah, comes. Exactly. Everyone's like, yeah, you like love him and that. And then did he go in the first? He went in the first. He went right? in the first round. Yeah. Guess he was playing this past weekend with yeah. the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But but you said though, like number one rushing but would team you in the country, do first round. Didn't they pick up another offensive lineman that same year? Probably. Yeah. The, 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 the Ravens are an incredible drafting class. Yeah. I can give you an actual answer there, but I think they picked up some. I remember them drafting a like a giant offensive lineman. I mean, I think it was, I don't know if it was last year. I just year feel like before. that's what the Ravens do. Yeah. That's just what they do. Uh, with that being said, though, you're talking about not watching these practices. You may want to watch these practices. There's about four or five individuals, Isaiah, that are offensive linemen that are legitimate players that the Cowboys could draft at 24. Yeah. yeah. Legitimate offensive linemen. Tyler like Guyton out of Oklahoma. Okay. You've got the Arizona offensive tackle. You've yeah. got, uh, there's another Oregon center. That's really good. Oregon? Jackson Powers Johnson. Dude, he's a dude. Hmm. I promise. I know he's, <laughs> he's he played for the wrong team, but he's, he's a good player. He's off Isaiah's board. Yeah, he's done. But, um, I do yeah. I do enjoy reading about the draft. Like at the Athletic, Dane Brugler, I believe he's uh -huh. the best in the business. Um, and I love reading. He's obviously out at the senior bowl. I love reading his stuff. And uh, and the takeaways people have from being out there, I just I'm not one of these guys like sit yeah. in the stands with a stopwatch and see. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah. I, I, if I could be in Mobile right now, I would totally be in Mobile right now. Yeah. I usually go, but we've got triplets on the way, so yeah, I will say I'm like I'm gonna hold tight. I'm gonna stay put. So this, <laughs> this probably, off season next year, I will be back in Mobile. That's probably smart. Um, this past year though, I did enjoy going on Saturday at the combine to watch the wide receivers run mm -hmm. the 40s like i enjoyed that because you That's know cool. who all these top receivers are you you saw most of them in college and i'll probably do that again at, at yeah at the uh, last year was the year. first year they let us actually in the building to watch yeah. it too which was really cool so yeah i'll see there's i, I heard there's a good wide receiver from washington there i'll tell him i know there's a couple guys back. yeah a couple guys there. there's a pretty decent quarterback coming out of the class too uh good memory by the way daniel Filelli. From Minnesota, six foot eight, three hundred and eighty-five pounds is who they drafted that same year. They took Tyler Linderbaum in the first. They took him six, a little eight, bit later on. Yeah, so I remember good, that. Good one. Yeah, he was the third, third or second tallest player, and the largest player in terms of weight yeah. in the draft. So he was very, very, very high hmm. in that regard. Uh, let's get to a little bit of news and notes, John. There's let's a couple go. little nuggets from this past week that Cowboys fans would find interesting. Yeah, I think the biggest one by far, and it's actually two, is just who are the new offensive and defensive coordinators for the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, for offensive coordinator, it would be Kellen Moore <laughs> to come over from the Chargers. And I did find it entertaining. And uh, as I reached out to a few other colleagues that work in the NFL, how Cowboys fans on Twitter reacted to the Kellen Moore news. Yeah. like happy that that happens i'm just like oh be careful with what you wish yeah. for with that one there what did you guys think about that i, I was kind of surprised i was shocked too uh, one because of the style of play that they they seemingly want to play with running the football and using jalen hurts as a as a runner it just doesn't feel like they they lined up well with kellen 
But I agree with you. I'm surprised in the fact that everybody's happy that he's going to, to Philadelphia and the fact that he's a good offensive coordinator. <laughs> he, he had an okay year in L.A. I mean, we just talked about how he had the top offense in Dallas multiple years, even though they couldn't run the football from 2020 forward. But this is a team that is, has a ton of prospects. They have a ton of weapons, and he's going to find a way to utilize those weapons. Yeah, I don't like him being in Philly. I don't like it. I don't know why people would be happy. I don't know what people are leaning on as if it's a good thing that you're going to see him twice a year. Kellen Moore's a dude. He's a dude. Uh, is there things that he needs to continue to develop and change about his offensive play, you know, calling style? Absolutely. He's still he's not perfect. He's not perfect. He's still, he's still a young offensive coordinator. I mean, Andy Reid's been around the league for 172 years. So, I mean, he's a Jedi. I thought it was 173. Stuff. Yeah, sorry, I missed a year. Yeah. Um, but Kellen Moore is still young. I mean, what is he? He's in his 30s, right? Yeah. Yeah, like mid-30s maybe? I think so. Yeah, so like he's still learning a lot about the game and a lot, a lot about himself and tendencies and all that jazz. But you give somebody weapons, we've seen what he's Kellen done. Kellen Moore he is weapons. 29. Yeah, that's I'm crazy. I'm just kidding. He's 30. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way he's yeah, 29. He's, 30, he's 35. Yeah, 35 is crazy. Yeah. You know I mean, he's on his, what, third third job? Yeah. Right? Third OC job, third, yeah. Yeah, third OC job. With three solid teams yeah. and three solid quarterbacks. The amount so of experience that he's – To Herbert, to Hurts. Yeah, the amount of experience that he's gathered um, and where he's going to be eventually is going to be a problem in this league. So – Cowboys Nation, I'm not sure why you would be happy that you have to face this man with those weapons twice a year because he's he's never um, failed anybody in, in regards of getting his playmakers the ball. Like, like he he does that uh, in the running game. That just a lot of that comes in the form of yes, your approach. But if he has a solid offensive line coach, that fixes that problem right there. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. that's kind of a scary thing with him with those with, with those weapons. He's just part of a Cowboys offense that. The team ultimately came up short of where a lot of people thought they should go. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is then you become kind of a scapegoat, and that's what happened with him. Um, Was he the best offensive coordinator in the league? No, but he gets far too much blame than than he probably deserved for them coming up short. And and then you see, like, what happens this year, and it's not really that much different in terms of the results of the season. I'm not saying the Mm -hmm. offense was the same, but the results of the season aren't that much different, and it kind of makes you go, like, okay, well, sometimes at the end of the day – kind of comes down to the players too you know Facts. you can put them in positions they yep. also have to execute those lead a horse to a water but i can't make you drink right so yeah he's a he's a he's a dude um, you know, and I don't, i'm not sure why he gets that flag outside of dallas but I well there was frustration at the end of his tenure here and there was there was a lack of growth i think when he was hired as the offensive coordinator in 2019 you expected to see him take steps forward and instead he kind of plateaued uh, in, in dallas specifically and he got a chance with with L.A. L.A. had a lot more problems than just Kellen Moore. Uh, that was not all on Kellen Moore with the Chargers. Uh, they changed coaching staffs, and of course, whenever you change staffs, you you change from top to bottom. And so he he now gets a second opportunity. And of course, Philadelphia Nick Sirianni thought, hey, he's done enough in our eyes to go and give him this position to give him an offensive coordinator role in a team that is desperate, just like Dallas is, to get back to where they once were. Sure, they've been there more recently, but they certainly were talking about Nick Sirianni's job and his security going into it. He's not going to hire just any coordinator on the street. No. He's not hiring guys that he doesn't trust. His job is certainly on the line going into this year. So, yeah, there's a lot of trust around the league in Kellen Moore. And while there was some frustration with Dallas and and the way the things ended— he had a lot of good runs here. He had a lot of good teams and, and some, some players here that, that worked out well 
just didn't have the playoff success that you wanted. I'm just always interested when a guy's respected more within the league than maybe by fans. Sure. So that he certainly seems to be the case. There. There's, a, there's I don't a lot think of guys like be... that, but there's also a lot of guys that are reverse like that, that are yeah. respected by fans and not so much within True. inner circles inside the league. So they also made uh, a change of de- defensive coordinator in Philadelphia, and now they have Vic Fangio. And I knew so, you, you would you would have something to say about. So that. I feel like they're kind of getting two coordinators that are. I mean, if any, as as interesting as it is for the Philadelphia Eagles and their fan base, the other part is that <laughs> it's a, it's a fa- they're both fascinating hires from a Cowboys fan standpoint because you are very familiar with both both of these yeah. coordinators. Do there's not a lot of gray area there. So, what were your thoughts on Vic Fangio going to the Eagles? <sighs> I didn't have a lot of thoughts in regards to that. I thought it was kind of weird how he got out of Miami. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was like a, a head nod. Like, he oh, might have family up He has family there, okay. but I'm not sure if that was Miami saying, okay, yes, like we respect you enough to go home, go go be with your family. Or if that was like, yeah, yeah, things weren't really going that well anyways. Like, okay, go be with your family. <laughs> you know, so I'm not sure how that went down, um, but it doesn't really matter. He's. I don't think it was a Wink Martindale situation where yeah, he cussed out the no. head coach and stormed out of a. So then maybe it was more like a Kellamore in Dallas one. Where maybe. Him and Mike got together, and we're like, hey, ultimately it's probably better we go separate, separate ways. ways. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't really have many thoughts on the big Fangio. I think he's obviously he's a veteran, the deepest coordinator in this league. He's had a lot of success. Um, it really comes down to the weapons, and they have a lot of them. So, again, that's, that's somebody who has a lot of knowledge, somebody who's very creative. I think offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator are both creative now for Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and they have the talent. Anytime you can take somebody who can – who whose whole entire job is putting guys in position to be successful and they're creative as all get out and they have the talent to do so it's dangerous when you say that though i guess i don't know i i guess i don't i think they're talented i don't think they're really that i don't know like Ooh. i look at their front in, in philadelphia but yeah. i don't look at that back end as being no absolutely that. i mean but like, they, they need work no the secondary is work yeah i mean but that's one position yeah so when you go into a draft or you go into an offseason like you like their linebackers uh linebackers aren't terrible Linebackers okay. aren't terrible. But I like, you, yeah, they're D-line. I, you, I your linebackers don't have to be amazing when you have that defensive line. Yeah. So, I mean, when you go into an offseason needing a position group that you need to upgrade, that makes it so much easier. Yeah. So, I mean, like that stuff, that that stuff to me is like they got draft picks, and we know that they, they know how to fandango a doggone roster. So that's not an issue. They've never yeah. had an issue with that. So if they know that they have a weakness, they're going to address it. He was a consultant with Philadelphia back in 2022, so just remember that. So the year that they went to the Super Bowl, he was a consultant. He was in the building. Yeah. Um, it is interesting how, like you said, John, and I completely agree with you, how there is a Cowboys connection, but it's really from one game. I mean, he's been around the league as a defensive coordinator since 1995. Yep. He's been – almost every spot in the AFC and the NFC doesn't really matter. He's been all over the place, but it's that one game 30 to 16 in 2021 when the Denver Broncos came in, he was a head coach and they had the blueprint is what they called it. And from that point forward, he's latched on to Cowboys fans as the guy who came up with the blueprint and pretty much derailed a, a crazy how one game could change your future. Huh? Yeah. I always think of it with the Cowboys just because I remember when he was in Chicago for a few years there it's like he was the DC and Mike McCarthy was calling the offense for the Packers and so they had some there's some familiarity there and so that's why I they know each other but then again when you've coached as long as Mike McCarthy there's gonna be a lot of you know every connections yeah yeah he was a DC from 2015 to 2018 before taking the Broncos job in 2019 in Chicago by the way DC in Chicago 
Uh, other thing I want to get to, we've got some additions to the Pro Bowl for the Cowboys. Uh, let's talk about that when we come back. Okay. Let's do that. Let's take a break real quick, and when we come back, let's talk about the Pro Bowl, and then also what's happening with Dan Quinn. What is next for Dan Quinn? There's been a, a bit of pause on the Seahawks side of things. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app. Only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time. But what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Isaiah. No. Dang it. By the time I'm able to get here, they shut down breakfast. Hmm. They're you shutting get here down earlier. Oats. I can't. I have, a, I have a job, Kyle. You were here early all season. I know. That's when the Cowboys actually wanted to pay me. Now, so now the Cowboys don't work no more. Oh. Should should I stop asking then? Should I stop asking about the oats? No. Maybe until next year. I don't know. Maybe Beamer will start setting me aside some oats. You gotta get a microwave in there. <laughs> Set me aside some oats. Save save the oats. Can't have cold oats, man. Hmm. I'm not a cold oats guy. Yeah, some people like to put their oats in a, in a refrigerator overnight. Pretty sure that's cold. ooh, those are fire though. No, that's see, that's, not that's my thing. different. That's yeah. overnight oats. That's yeah, a that's completely not different thing. I'm not an overnight. Only thing I'm eating overnight is going to be pizza. So hmm. that's the only thing. Yeah, so like if you leave it out. Hmm. 
It sounds good to me, to be honest with you. Cold pizza? I, mean, I like cold pizza I, once in a while. but There's really not bad pizza. No. Uh, Where do you put your pizza at? Where? Yeah, like if you order pizza at night, right? Most mm-hmm. people okay. do. Okay. The next day, like where are you pulling the pizza from? Are you pulling it from the refrigerator? Yeah. Or are you pulling it from the microwave? Fridge. The fridge. But I know people put it in the oven, but I'm, I'm a fridge guy. You're yeah, a fridge I'm guy? A fridge yeah. Guy. I, I put it in tin foil so it doesn't take up like a whole like Tupperware or whatever. Mm-hmm. You put it in tin foil and you slide it in there and it doesn't take up a whole lot of room. You can pull it right back yeah, out. That's the question good. we should ask the fans. Where do you put your pizza? Where do you put your pizza? We don't have the text you don't, line. You there. don't put it in the fridge? Sometimes. Okay. But it makes it really like hard, and you have to put it in the yeah. You have to put it in the what do you call it? Not the regular oven, the um, air fryer. Yeah, you got to put it in the air fryer to get the cheese you put all right again. Put your pizza in the air fryer. I've never Girl, done that. Here, man, my wife makes these kids pizzas bougie. That sounds awesome. Honestly, yeah, that does. Sound yeah. good. It is actually like it revives it. Okay. Um, just by the way, we were talking in the last segment about veteran offensive linemen that are available. This oh year yeah, as free agents. I went on. I just did a generic search, and it took me to to PFF. Pro Football Focus, and I, I haven't done a deep dive in veteran free agents or anything yet, but their top-rated center on the offensive line oh, market geez, this year. Do it. Would you like to take a guess? Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I already know. For you to bring this up. Connor sure. Williams, Miami Dolphins. That is your top-rated center right now, according to Pro Football Focus, as your hmm. best veteran that you could bring in. Where is That's the Cowboy got. center on that list? Uh, not above Connor Williams, apparently. You thought I was going to say Tyler Biotis? I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, the, the next one is Andre James, Las Vegas Raiders. That might be okay. a decent fit. Um, I'll, I'll get back to you. I always forget I that find. they moved Connor Williams to center. Because mm-hmm. he didn't – I want to say when he signed, he was signed to play guard. Yes, he was. And then, like, maybe camp they went through. Maybe it was the first couple weeks of camp. They were like, no, nah, I think it would be better at center. Yeah. Lloyd Cushenberry from the Denver Broncos. I liked him out of Oklahoma whenever he came out of the draft. That would be a fun ad. I'm looking for Tyler Biotish, and I'm still scrolling. I'm in the 60s now. Oh, my. I'm still There's rolling. no way he's in the 60s. Unless I missed him earlier, he's gotta, which is possible. He's got to be in the top 32. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to be. One of, he's good enough to be a starting center Holy in the NFL. Holy cow. They have him at 93. Overall? Yeah, like of all out positions? Out of all of the positions. He's yeah. like of centers. Yeah, no, not of centers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All positions. He is number 93 as the top free agents in the NFL this year. Judging by how Cowboys have done business recently, that's probably going to be your center. Mm. They'll probably get him for an affordable price, and they'll be like, this is a better option because he's been in the building than bringing somebody else. I'm not saying that's what I would do. I'm not saying that's what Isaiah would do. I'm just saying what I would do or what the fans would do. But I'm saying I just – you follow – the breadcrumbs of how things have gone. Sure. That it, would not surprise me. I think the way that Tyler Biotish's situation happens this year is going to tell you a lot about how this offseason is going to go. That one specific player might be a microcosm of what everything else is going to look like. Because if you keep your coaching staff and you keep your, your players the same, how do you expect to run it back and go into 2024 and have better success? You're going to keep your coaching staff, Kyle? They already have. Mike McCarthy? I mean, we'll talk about Dan Quinn in a oh, minute. Okay. But Mike McCarthy is still here. He is – when I'm saying your coaching staff, that's yeah. what it is. And you might keep your, your defensive coordinator too. But if if you don't change anything from a coaching staff standpoint, how are you going to get better if you expect to just run it back and for things to stay the same? If they go out and they re-sign a Tyler Biotish, that's saying, okay, it's the same thing as like you said in the past. It's we like our guys. We would like to keep our guys. We want to keep moving forward and building whatever we have here. 
Whereas if you let Tyler Biotish go and you're aggressive in adding a free agent or going out and drafting or whatever it ends up being on the offensive front, I think it's a completely different mindset maybe. Whatever happened to evolution, Kyle? Are you saying the guys can't get better? They can get better. They certainly can. I don't think fans are want to wait for that. Nobody fans, wants to wait and watch it get better. They want to be aggressive. Yeah, and I think part of that could be, I'm not saying they would do two moves like they did last year, but why not kick the tires on doing another one of those Gilmore-type Brandon Cooks trades yeah. where you bring in a veteran who, uh, you know, yeah, you're going to have to give up a late-round pick, but it helps you immediately. And yes, the reason why I think it's a, that could be a factor again is because – you would only back away from that thinking if it bit you. And I think they got good return on the investment. And so that's why I could see them being more willing to do more of that. Because let's not act like they always were doing that. Like, I, I mean, just covering the Cowboys for 13 years. Like, when they did those moves last year, which, again, those were in, whatever, March, uh, April-ish, that time of year. Uh, that kind of surprised me that they did that. So mm. I, I could see them potentially going down that road again. But, yeah, I don't think you can just keep the exact same roster and think you're just going to run it back that way. There has to be some type of changes on this roster. All right. Speaking of changes on the roster, we mentioned Dan Quinn, but you had one other news and note that you wanted to get to in terms of changes on the Pro Bowl roster. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was very professional. That was very that was impressive how you did that. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. Uh yes, three additions from the Cowboys to the Pro Bowl roster. I know everyone's excited about this. Uh Demarcus Lawrence has been added. Jake Ferguson has been added and Tyler Smith. So Hey, Tyler. Tyler, Tyler Smith is replacing Zach Martin, who is not going to compete in it. Demarcus mm-hmm. uh, Lawrence is replacing Nick Bosa, who will be playing in the Super Bowl. Mm. And Demarcus said that this would happen. You know, he said at his locker, he goes, uh, when he didn't get originally picked for the Pro Bowl, I asked him if it bothered him. And he said, uh, you know, he had a longer answer, but in it, he said that, well, it's probably going to be me or Bosa because Bosa's in it right now. If his team goes to the Super Bowl, then he's going to be in it. But if we go to the Super Bowl, then I don't care because I would rather be playing in the Super Bowl than go to the Pro Bowl. So with Bosa going to the Super Bowl, he's out. And then also Jake Ferguson gets in because George Kittle is going to the Super Bowl. So mm. while now the Cowboys technically have 10 Pro Bowlers, they would obviously like to have none and all be playing uh, in yeah. two weeks. I mean, that's the general thought is it, it it's nice to see the recognition, but it also didn't turn into a Super Bowl trip, and that's kind of what you want it to happen. But yeah, speaks congratulations to all the, all those guys, though. Yeah, and it speaks for the talent that you have on the team. Like yeah. anybody that sits there and says that this was not a talented roster, I just I completely disagree with. I, I totally agree with you, John. I think people are crazy. Everybody calling for Double J and, oh, he needs to get out of it. I'm like – What's your job as a general manager again? Like build a roster, <laughs> build a roster, build a coaching staff. Put you your know, team in like, a position to be successful. I think they've done a pretty good job of that. Yeah, so I agree. I'm not really sure what else you can expect there, buddy, old pal. The uh, only only other part of that, <laughs> if I'm speaking for the fans right now, speak for the fans. I would say is they would probably be fine with maybe less times talking to myself and others in the media, and maybe. But he's the brand. I get that, but some people think the brand is what's getting in the way, and it's kind of hard to argue. Mm. Every year that goes by, you don't get back there. You can argue that that. <laughs> we can't have these senior Sorry bowl highlights. I know. Yeah, Isaiah Sorry. at the beginning of the show is like, I'm not interested Bro. in senior bowl highlights. You got one on ones going on. Watching on one on ones on the offensive linemen. We need to give him a TV like that. Somebody just says, shouldn't be. Yeah, here. let's just talking put it on Cowboys, and yeah. that he can just. I don't think the NFL would mind. That's just extra viewership for them, right? That's all it would be. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think 
This roster was good enough. That's part of the frustration. Yes. The roster was good enough to be in the mix, to be in the conversation, and ultimately it wasn't good enough to get the job done. So where does that that blame start? I think a lot of it, it goes to your coaching staff, and it goes to the preparation and the mindset of the players. And you, you try and point fingers wherever you can. But this roster was good, and you can make it better, no doubt. There are weaknesses, just like any other team. There are weaknesses up on that roster, and part of it is running the football. Part of it is in your stopping linebacker roles. Yeah, stopping a run. Yeah, there's got to win the trenches. So, uh, Speaking of, Dan Quinn has still not been hired yet as a head coach, John Machoda. Have you heard anything specifically on Dan and, and what that process has looked like over the last couple of weeks? Well, I mean, he's obviously interviewed with the Seahawks multiple times. I mean, he's been the guy that people have talked about for a long time now. Is like, well, this is the obvious guy that they're going to hire. And well, They also have Raheem Morris in that conversation. True, and he's, he's now yep. longer available. So it's one of those things where it comes down to, okay, well, there's only two jobs open right now. It's Seattle and Washington. And so many people have thought that, yeah, Dan, I mean, not Dan Gillen, sorry, Dan Quinn is going to get the Seattle job, and then Ben Johnson, the OC from the Lions, is going to get the Washington job. But then yesterday, uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter said that, I can't remember how he worded it. I was looking it up. I can't find it exactly how he said it, but it was basically like, yeah, don't expect both of those. Those both are not hap- are not going to happen, and I wouldn't be surprised if, like, neither of them happen, which mm. would be stunning to, to both. Yes. I mean, because it's been, like, this foregone conclusion for weeks now that Dan Quinn's going to get the CL job, Ben Johnson's going to get the Washington job. And yep. so um, there's obviously some other candidates that all these teams are still interviewing. I still would have Dan Quinn as the leader in the clubhouse, though. I mean, if yeah. you had, a, if you were betting money on it, I would say that I still think that he's going to be Seattle's head coach. But if what do you he's feel not, like he's taking so long, though? I mean, a lot of teams want to just do their due diligence and and really <laughs> put together a, a research panel. But I mean, why why is it taking so long? Yeah, I've always found that if teams are taking this long to make a hire, that they're waiting on the teams that are actually in the playoffs to finish. Hmm. That's what I've always seen. Um, whether that falls true or if I mean, you've got two teams left, so it's two teams left. I mean, but you know, a couple of teams just finished up, right? So they're waiting on Andy Reid. I mean, no, <laughs> I mean, but like Aaron Glenn was in that conversation of, of some coaches, right, for potential yeah. head coaching opportunities. So I'm sure they wanted an opportunity to speak with him. He just finished up what uh, two days ago, so um, they now have opportunity to speak with you know Baltimore's staff, and they have opportunity to speak with Detroit staff. So if, if there were guys that you had on your list, Mike McDonald, Mike McDonald, you know, yeah. big name. If there were guys that you had on your list that are now available for you to speak and meet with, then you want to give them that opportunity. Sure. You don't want to jump the gun, even though I was. Hey, you know, I'm I'm you know 80% sure that I'm probably gonna go with Kyle, but you know what? JM's over there, he just finished at the playoffs. At least let me let me at least talk with him for a second, just in case. It's a good idea. You know, it's a good idea just to talk to him just in case, just to you know, confirm or deny, you know, my my initial thoughts. So I think that there's that's probably what they're going through. Um, they just want to give their respect to those guys and give themselves the open-mindedness to be able to at least speak with those those guys and give them a their due due process. So this is the exact quote from Schefter. He was on with Pat McAfee and said, people have said that Ben Johnson is going to Washington and Dan Quinn is going to Seattle. I will bet you that at a minimum, one of those is not right and maybe both. Ooh. So. Wow. Good to know. I know people in Detroit would be very surprised if Ben Johnson doesn't get one of these head coaching jobs. So I just, he has been the favorite for that Washington job. This goes back, this is going on the last month. And the Dan Quinn thing, ever since Pete Carroll said that he was, 
oh they part ways whatever he's been the favorite for that job yeah so that's that blows my mind obviously being a seattle guy that really blows my mind that seattle hasn't pulled the trigger yeah. and i don't know how much that last game played a role in it um i honestly think just knowing how snyder moves that the guy that he really wants that he really wants is probably still coaching yeah still going yeah and i would put them in they're probably my top five top seven best run organizations in the nfl so this isn't like this is uh you know, well, I'm not going to name any names, but there's some organizations where you just feel like every year they're looking for a new head coach. Every yeah. year there's like a different direction they're going in the draft, whatever. Yeah. Seattle's not like that. Nope. So they don't want turnover. Yeah, they've got a pretty yeah. good idea of of where they're headed. They've had two right. coaches in the last thirty. I don't even know how many yeah. years. It's been. Yeah. All right, let's take our second break. When we come back, we're going to get Nick Harris on the phone. Oh, Nicholas. from Mobile, Alabama, with more talking Cowboys right after this. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJack black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this segment of the show is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. We are all smiles today as we welcome in... <laughs> From Mobile, Alabama, live from Senior Bowl practice, it's our very own Nick Harris on the line. Nick, what's going on, bud? 
Oh, not too much. What's going on, fellas? It's beautiful weather down here in uh, in Mobile. Uh, missing you guys, though. Hate that I had to miss uh, the, the one show of the week, but it's all right. We'll, we'll get it back next week. We'll bounce back next week in a big way. Who has caught your eye? John Machota asked that in the break. I want to ask it straight up. Who's who's really turning heads out there in Mobile? Yeah, I'll give you a little teaser and then dive into it a little bit more in the draft show here in about an hour. But uh, so far, uh, Oregon sitter uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, I know that's a guy that a lot of Cowboys fans are looking at, and he's seen his stock rise pretty quickly over the course of the last couple of weeks. I mean, we were looking at him as potentially a late second-round pick a couple of weeks ago, and now he's starting to get mocked in the top 20. So mm. uh, he, he's only improving his stock by being out here. And so far, it's been pretty good. He's working center and right guard. Uh, we're only in about the first hour of the first team practicing today, so it hasn't been too much that we've been able to see. But getting an opportunity to look at Arizona tackle Jordan Morgan as well, that's another one that's been mocked to the Cowboys by some various websites. So definitely one to keep an eye on. But this week, it's going to be fun regardless. It's going to be tough to see linebackers outside of reads and thumping up and just some of those things throughout a week. But has any of these linebackers stood out? Because if Dallas doesn't go offensive line in the first round, they may be looking at that second level in the first or second round either. Yeah, Kyle, you know I like North Carolina State linebacker Peyton Wilson, mm-hmm. and he looks the part. He does not look like a guy that's had two knee surgeries whenever he moves around. I mean, he's, he's really agile. He moves great. And then we're getting an opportunity to look at North Carolina linebacker Cedric Graham, actually watching him go through a rev right now. Uh, he's looked pretty uh, pretty good. And then Notre Dame linebacker uh, Maris Luafau. Uh, all three of those guys have kind of stood out to me so far here in this first practice. When you uh, – obviously you knew for a while that you'd be going out there. When, let's say, you boarded your plane, uh, what would you say was like a player or two that you were most excited about that you would, you would get to see this week? Oh, I think Jackson Powers Johnson was probably number one for me. I wanted to see him and then – uh, getting an opportunity to look at the UCLA edge rusher, Lausu Lausu. Um, he's, he's had a couple of really big wins so far here early on. and He's actually a little bit leaner than I expected seeing him in person. I mean, whatever NFL team grabs him, they'll have that athleticism, but then they'll kind of have the flexibility to maybe add 15 or 20 pounds to him as well. I, I think he's a surefire, you know, top 15 pick, if not top 10. Uh, those are the two guys that really stand out, and I, I really like those G5 school guys and uh, the Toledo corner, Kenyon Mitchell. He's starting to get some late first-round love. Really excited to see him as well. Uh, got an opportunity to kind of watch him go through some individual drills. So, I mean, th- this game is so talented. It'd be tough to wrap it all up in, in just about 30 seconds as far as the guys that I'm really looking forward to seeing. But it's been fun so far. And then your boy Michael Penix, I think, he's, uh, he's, looking, he's looking strong so far. I was just about to ask that. Dog all right, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Rocking that gold helmet with the W on the side. Do you think he would yes, run sir. run better than a four point five zero or four point five eight forty? Do you think Kyle. he's got a don't better forty than, don't than Isaiah four five eight? Don't disrespect my yeah, time. From what I from what I've heard, Michael Penix is the fastest Washington quarterback to ever go through that program. That, so, wow, um, that is a falsified yeah. statement. I feel there, like so. that's I feel like that's easy pickings though. Like he, I think <laughs> I would be the fastest to go through that program, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> this is so false. This is crazy. Yeah. Until he goes to the combine, it's going to be bad news for you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, that's okay. I just pulled up my my my, my sixty time. Me and Tyreek Hill ran the same time. Mm, okay. <laughs> mm. All right. Whatever. How about that? Say four five eight to that, buddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, appreciate you. We'll check back in with you uh, later. Uh, well, Tuesday for talking Cowboys. We'll talk to you on the draft show here in a little bit as well. So, hey, bro, Hammer, you enjoy yourself. You take some good hey. notes. Appreciate it, guys. Y'all hold it down for me. Have some good seafood while you're out there, please. Seafood. Oh, Do it that's, for me. That's a, that's, a, that's a done deal. Oysters are already on the, yeah. on the docket. Yeah, legitimate out there. Oh. All right, Nick. Have a good one. Sounds good. Y'all be easy.
There's Nick Harris, live from Senior Bowl practice in Mobile. Oysters? You're not an oysters guy? No. Oh, come on. John? I think I've said this on here before, but I'll say it again. I don't eat any seafood. So oh, sorry. that's right. Sorry, guys. Right. Sorry. You have said that sorry. before. I was hoping you didn't bring it up because I know some people are offended when I say it, but yeah, I don't eat any seafood. The so. oysters in Mobile are, are solid. Yeah. They're solid. You, okay. We're going to talk about this off air. I don't want to. I don't want to gross anybody out oh. on the show. <laughs> that does it for us here on Talking what? Cowboys. I know it goes by quick. Come on, man. It goes by real quick. I mean, more than forty-five minutes a week, bro. What? That's all we've got. Dog forty-five minutes a week. Dog on it. Yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday. Break it down for you. Ten a.m. Central Time next Tuesday. Nick Harris will be back in the building. John Machota will be back in the building. Isaiah Stanback, we'll see if he shows up or not. Yeah, I'm here. We'll be out at Senior Bowl practice. I'm here. We've got Chris Beam in the back for Isaiah Stanback. Nick Harris out in Mobile for John Machota. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. We'll see you next week. (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!